0: Okay, we had begun the introduction. The introduction to what uh, Chava wants to say, and the two points that he makes to explain what's unique about the Monat The first is it's based on evidence which everyone saw, and the second is that it has a sorry, it has a continuation, which isn't doesn't revolve entirely around the personality or the prophecy of one individual. Now let's look again at the Kuzari's disapproval, so to speak, to what the Khakum says. Originally I originally had decided not to ask a Jew, the lack of the intelligence of the answers, The fact that they've been subject to persecution, to poverty, so they took away their sechum. This was uh, just historically uh, a belief held in the world for hundreds of years. And whenever there was a class system, that there was the royal class or the nobility, and then there were the serfs and the poor classes, this, this was the prevalent philosophy that they couldn't expect the lower classes, so to speak, to say anything intelligent or because the poverty or the circumstances they lived in would take away their intelligence. So as he said to the Jews, he said, Being as you've been persecuted and been in goddess for so long, so I don't expect you to say anything logical. And what was illogical? What he said. What he should have said to me is, You believe in the Creator. The one who runs the world said to that, the one who feeds you, who supports you, creates you. He said every other religion started with the belief in a creator. So he asks the Jew, why don't you do the same thing? And now he has one more line, which is uh, interesting. He says, Because of that belief, that there's a creator. The. The reason which compels people to be honest, to be fair, to be just is to be similar to a boy who they see as being fair and just. In other words, this is the counter... The king king is saying this. Let me explain why the king is saying this. This is the counter to the philosophers. We saw before that philosophy said that a person has to act on a certain level of understanding what's considered the right thing to do. That even though that was divorced from religion, like we saw, the philosopher's belief was that there isn't an interaction between this world and uh, the Creator. And nevertheless, what obligates a person to act a certain way, his own conscience, his own level of understanding. And the, what, the Khazari has understood that that's not a reason to of something. That's why he dis- disagreed with the philosopher. We already saw that. And therefore, he says, the reason is that what's mechaev, a person's actions, is, in in the case of a religion which believes in the in the Creator, is to be similar to the Creator. Now, this is true. We also hold like that. That with the mechaev of Asisa, Yoshev, be to do what's right is to do what's right in the eyes of Hashem, to be similar to Hashem. But what the, why the Kuzari is saying it here, why the king is the one who's saying it, is What's the reason to, which obligates us, so to speak, to, to, to do what's right in the Creator's eyes? He said that's because He created us. And therefore, if you're going to build, build the basis, which is the, what's the high of a person to do something, um, because that's what the Creator wants him to do, the basis is going to be because He was created. Now, why this is indicative is because this fits into what the Khazari understood, what every religion is going to say every religion is going to say is that they believe in a creator and since the person is indebted to the force that created him, that's what is the oblig- obligates him, that's what compels him to be like whatever the creator was. The Torah has a, or whatever is going to be in acting in accordance with the way that, uh, that the creator would want. This isn't what the what the Klayish will say. We say much more than that. We don't have to posit what the Creator is like, and that's why we want to be similar to Him. We know what the Creator wants because He told it to us, right? And therefore, the mechayev ba'as isn't just, isn't just this obligation to, so to speak, be similar to a Creator that we have to think and try and understand what the Creator would want. Ba'as is much more than that. Klal is Hashem told us what He wants, and then again, that comes back to the principle of nevo, which is what the Chacham said. We believe in Hashem who gave us the Torah. And if we believe in Hashem who gave us the Torah, so then we don't, we don't have to imagine what He wants. He told us. He told it to us very clearly. So that's what the Khazari asks on him. He says, Why are you different to all the other religions? So now Chachun comes to explain what he said before. What you just said, belief in a Creator and understanding on our own what we think the Creator wants us to be and to be like that is a religion based on Hakashis and assumptions. Maybe Aleha'iyun. If the basis of religion is going to be what we think the barai would want us to do, we're going to have lots of slaycus about it. We don't have a, it's not clear what the barai wants to do, and the proof of that is that every religion will claim differently what they feel that the barai wants them to do. And even if you ask the philosophers about what they think the ideal way to be is, they're not going to all agree on the same action or the same activity. They're not going to all agree on the same understanding. you, could, you have different sorrows, you have different ways of thinking. And therefore to the base religion on the assumption of there's a boyer and that's what we want, the boyer wants us to do, who knows? It's, it's a conjecture. Sometimes they can prove it. Sometimes it's just something which makes sense. It's, it's logical. And sometimes it's not logical, there's no proof for it. And, can with it, it. and sometimes they have no way of proving it either. In other words, a religion based on conjecture isn't something to believe in. Conjecture. Based on what people think the Bayre wants them to do. So this is what Khazari has. I understand you better than I'm you at the beginning. When he writes out to Sha'osi to David, now I want to hear more, what do you have to say? Even in, even in Yiddish we have nothing to know about what Hashem wants. the, ik, Ba'as, the ik is what Hashem told wants. Now the question is what to emphasize. The question is what to put more of, to put more of our energy into. Okay, I agree, There can be differences. To the holy side, but the holy side is what Hashem told wants us to do. There's a similar idea brought in the Malbim Mosa. It's brought that the Malbim used to argue that with the, the clergy of his time. And one of the arguments they presented to him is, basically, we all, all religions want to serve God. So what's the difference between us and you? And his answer was exactly the same point. He said, by us, he said, we, we believe, that Hashem, we know, Hashem told us how he wants us to serve him. We don't have to, we don't have to try and work it out on our own. We have, we have the time, Hashem told us he wants us to do. It's not just an expression of religion, however you want to express yourself. It's, we, we were told what to do And that's the matter We have a, a clear way That Hashem wants us to serve Him Okay So on this So the, the Chava now It goes back to explain What he said before Why did he start With the Why did he start With uh, With Massive Raish The starting point Has to be Miracle Something which people could see It has to be something clear enough but there's nothing else to, You need after that It's clear enough proof that there's not a room for understanding. So the, the says, be So the is going to give him a marshal. I'm reading it inside. It's an interesting marshal. I want to give you a marshal to explain this concept to you. He says like this: If they would tell you, the king of a faraway country, chooses India as an example. The king of India. He's a kind man He's worthy of the honor That he's given as a king How do you know The people You hear that the people in this country Say a lot of good things about it, And the people they act well They're honest in business Just because you've heard that In this faraway country There's a just system The people that are happy with their king Does that mean that you have to accept that he's a good king? Says the Kozari, exactly what we will say ourselves. Just because we've heard a rumor that in this country there's a king who runs this country well, and the people there are good people, maybe it's not like that. Maybe the people are there without the king. Maybe have nothing to do with him. It could be for other reasons too. Hearing something which is a, a, some, the rumor of what's happening in a different part of the world, which I can't verify, it doesn't machaive me, I don't know what really happened. Says a okay. But if the king would send you an ambassador, but with gifts from that country, so it's quite clear that's where they're coming from. It's the kind of thing which you know wouldn't come from anywhere else. It's the only place in the world where these things come from. And someone would be sent to you as an ambassador of the king, bearing gifts which are unique to his country with his handwriting, which he recognized and and he brings, he gives you ideas of or oh, cures, which will cure you for cure sicknesses, and will keep people healthy. And only that, he'll give some ways to poison your enemies. that's the case. Would you accept him? If he send you a letter, send you things which are definitely from his country, and they'll be useful to you, you see that they work. So, Kuzari, yes, kind. Of. If the king himself has sent me a message, and I can recognize his handwriting, and he's Giving me things which I, I see I can use and work, So then I accept he exists. But you see, I believe that he's there. Says the okay. So now that you've gotten your letter, with the gifts, whatever it's going to be, from the king of India. The of how are you going to describe him? You never saw him. You never met him. You've just been given a messengers or letters from him with gifts. So, how are you going to describe him now that you know that he exists? He says the But What I know about him, I, I can't describe what he looks. like. I never seen him, but I can describe what I know. I see, he, I see that he's generous. I see that he's, he's clever. I see that he knows how to deal with uh, illness, whatever the case would be. Good, that's the Masha. Says the Khabar, that's exactly things that I told you. When you ask me, who's Hashem? I answer exactly the same way. And this is a, a point which the Reveal Levy to bring out outside first. And this is a point that older are explain. And that is, our knowledge of Hashem isn't that we've ever seen Hashem, obviously, we can't. So to say we know Hashem as an entity, we don't. What we know is what Hashem sent us so to speak, where Hashem has spoken to us, where Hashem has shown us. So our knowledge of Hashem isn't that we we have seen Hashem, which is impossible. Our knowledge of Hashem is we see what Hashem does. In the famous words of the Shira HaKovat, which was written more at the same time by Rabbira Chosid, he writes the same thing, that we can't see Him. I'm talking about Hashem, but I can't see Him. I don't don't know Him personally, so to speak. And therefore, how do I know Him? Because I see what you did. We recognize Hashem by what he did. And therefore, just like he said, if, you, if some faraway king would send you a letter, you wouldn't recognize the king, but you know that he exists because he sent you a letter. So the way we know Hashem exists is by what he's done for us. The letter is the Torah. What he's done for us is what he saw in so the that's, that's how we're going to describe him. What do you know about him. <laughs> All the nations knew that miracles happened, just a case in point. Abraham Avinu with the Eliezer managed to kill four kings and four big armies. That's clearly miraculous. So how did people know about Hashem? Just by what He did. So before the Torah was given, they saw in the the way that what happened to the office as being something miraculous after the Torah, after Yitzhak Mitzrayim. So then we have that as the example. And therefore, the way we're going to identify Hashem is by we see what Hashem did. And therefore, He didn't say that Hashem created the world. Rabbi Yitzhak himself asked the question, why not? And the reason is, like we just said, because if you want to relate to Hashem, in what way do we know Him? In what context? In the one who gave us the Torah. In the one who took us out of Mitzrayim. So that's what we're going to say about it. And therefore the Chovet says, And therefore the Chovet says, When you asked me, That's what I told you. The whole of who saw you who saw you Was clear to that's what Hashem did. So then you say, how do we know that Hashem? Because we saw him? Once we have that original prophecy, then we have the Kabbalah, the which comes from that. And what he means here is a point which is a often misunderstood point, let me just explain quickly. And that is, you'll often hear that um, people are trying to prove so to speak Yiddishkeit Based on messiah, you know, it's generation after generation, everyone passes the, the tradition down to their children, and therefore we have a messiah going back thousands of years. And the counter argument is going to be that is going to be every religion goes back thousands of years; they also have a messiah. So what's the proof of a messiah? The Christians have a messiah going back to Yashka, The I don't know every religion has a, has a messiah going back to its founder. So what's the proof of messiah? And the answer is, and this is exactly what the Kuzari says over here. The Messiah itself isn't the proof. The Messiah itself is a way of accurately conveying what was then. And therefore, if the Messiah tells us that there was Matan Torah, that there was Yitzchak Mitzrayim, that's the proof. The proof is that millions of people saw Hashem speak, millions of people witnessed the miracle. How do we know that it really happened? Because on that there's a Messiah. Just like it's a Messiah, anything else major that happens in world history. How do we know today that it happens? Because there's so same people telling us it happened. But, okay, so we know it happened. What does that prove? If there's a messiah that 2,000 years ago there was a fellow called Yashka who claimed to be a, a Mashiach, whatever he was, that doesn't prove anything. It happened. Okay, we accept it happened. but it doesn't prove he's right. It just proved it happened. If there's a, any other region has a messiah going back to it, its founder, whoever that might be, what he said or what he, what he claimed to have been, okay, it happened. We don't argue with that. It just doesn't mean it's right. What happened? There was such a person... There was a person called Muhammad. He did go around kidding everybody who didn't accept Islam. It doesn't, uh, the facts are right. It just doesn't prove the religion right. And that's what you say. Missouri isn't the proof that Yiddish is right. Missouri is the proof that we he's saying happened, happened. And now that's the proof for itself. To claim that Torah happened is the proof that Yiddish God's, is right. When there are thousands of people who hear him speak. and They all witness themselves coming out of human God. If you're going to ask, how do we know that happened? That's what you have Missouri for. Therefore, it's a two-step process. We have the Masora which takes us back in history to what happened then. And now, is that a riot or not a riot? Like anything else in history. How do we know that there was a... uh, Columbus discovered America. It's a Masora. It's been passed down. Does that prove anything? It tells us he discovered America. It's not a riot to religion. It's just a riot to a fact. The Masora takes us back to what was. That's what this qazari says over here. The The Masora is like basically putting us back to what we saw then. And now the question is, what do we see then? And if what we saw then is a raya, it's a proof that Hashem did something which is miraculous, then that's what we're going to rely on. And that's, what, that's the end of the first argument, or at least the first point, that the Chava wants to say. This is some of the we tonight, two points. The first point is that the reason he describes Hashem in terms of what Hashem did is because that's all we know. We can't describe Hashem in terms of what Hashem is. We can only describe it how what we've seen Hashem is has done for us. And therefore the way he describes Hashem is in terms of what we saw. What we saw Hashem did for us. And now the Messorah just tells us that what was, what, what was claimed to have been seen was accurate. You can't make up a Messorah like that. And therefore the Messorah takes us back to that point that there were millions of people who saw Hashem speak. And that's all right. Hashem spoke to them. And therefore if you're going to know how do you identify Hashem. You're going to identify Hashem, but we saw He did. And that's why he says, the Torah says, that was at Matantara. After that, we identify Shem as the one who spoke to us for Matantaru. That that becomes the, the point of information which we're going to work with. Is it correct is it correct? To-